Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Impact Online. It's my joy to share a very encouraging word with you today. It's called the secret of the double portion blessing. Because right now across the globe, there's a spirit of uncertainty and insecurity that's really gripping the nations. And we're seeing that out of control inflation, skyrocketing interest, uh, cost of living expenses going through the roof, global earthquakes, floods, natural disasters, uh, war in Ukraine and Russia's just continue to escalate and go on, unrest with China and violence and tragedies everywhere we look. And, And we actually have an enemy that wants you to stop dreaming, planning, praying and believing God and it'll restrict you from moving forward in generosity and faith and vision for your future. And his strategy is to get you to play it safe, to withhold and withdraw and to pull back. And and that's never God's plan for your life. And I want to share, I I believe, an incredible secret, the unlock unlock the double portion blessing that is rightfully ours as children of God. And and so today I want to just teach you about the abundance of heaven's supply. And even in the seasons of difficulty and leanness, God wants to be a, a, a such a, a great provision and a blessing to us and through us. And my goal for you today is that you'll just leave with a sense of faith and boldness and confidence, knowing that God's with you, He's in you, and He's going to grow you in understanding of who you are in Jesus. But the very first thing is, what is the double portion blessing? Well, we find in the Old Testament that God gave instruction that the right of the firstborn son always had a double portion of the inheritance which was given to the firstborn. And there is an illustration uh, in the scripture. It talks about if a man had two wives, which is never a good idea, but if he had one that was loved and what was unloved, and the one that was unloved gave him the firstborn child, and when it came to the point of passing on the firstborn blessing, this is what it said in Deuteronomy 21 and verse 17. It says, but, but he shall acknowledge the son of the unloved wife as the firstborn, giving him a double portion of all that he has, for he is the beginning of his strength and the right, notice this, the right of the firstborn is his. And here's the principle that the right of the firstborn, it's actually the the double blessing, the double portion, the double inheritance, twice as much money, twice as much land, twice as much possession was actually given to the firstborn uh, compared to the other children. And so with that double portion blessing, there became a double responsibility that goes with it. And it wasn't because the firstborn was loved more uh, or that he was preferred more. In fact, the firstborn, uh, you know, the, in God's placement, he was to become the father's replacement in the future. Because with the double portion blessing, there became a responsibility of the double portion. And that was to care for the rest of the family. You see, the firstborn son knew that if ever there was a need in the future that would uh, arise in the family, it was now his responsibility to meet that need, to be the provider, to be the caretaker of the family. I'm responsible for meeting that need. Now, the good news is this, is that Jesus, he modeled the firstborn principle to us. It tells us 
us in Romans 8 and verse 29 that when he foreknew that he predestined us to be conformed to the image of the of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst the brethren, speaking of Jesus. Again in Colossians, it tells us in 1 verse 18 that he is the head of the body of the church, who is in the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that he might in all things have the preeminence. So Jesus very clearly uh, came as the Father's representative, bringing the firstborn blessing to planet Earth, to humanity. And as the firstborn, Jesus actually took responsibility to care for God's family. That's you and that's me. And what he did, Jesus took responsibility for our sin that separated us from our loving Heavenly Father. Jesus also provided the way of salvation through his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus met every need here on earth uh, with abundance in the physical, the emotional, the financial, the relational, the spiritual areas of all of our lives. And, and Jesus came and gave us life and life abundantly. And now here is the good news, is that every person who is born again as a believer in Christ has the right of the firstborn son of God. And when I talk about the Son of God, it includes both men and women. And we've got to get past gender because in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Uh, it's actually a challenge to all of us because to men, it talks about the Bible says that we are the bride of Christ. How does that work? And women, it says you are the sons of God. How does that work? Well, the fact is, that's how God sees us. And in Hebrews 12, verse 23, there's a fascinating scripture. It says to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, uh, to the spirits of the just men made perfect. It talks about the church of the firstborn and that's uh, their names are registered in heaven. And it's not talking about Jesus. He's talking about the church because in Israel, every firstborn male in Israel had to be publicly registered with the right of the firstborn. It belonged to him. And we find that in the day that you were born again, you gave your life to Jesus, that your name was publicly registered in heaven as a part of the firstborn church. You are the firstborn son of God, both male and female. We are sons of God and you have the right of the firstborn it's for you right here and right now. And when we understand that, we can start to walk in greater authority and blessing than ever before as we understand who we are in Christ, that the right of the firstborn belong to each one of us. You have double, you have access to the double portion of the firstborn blessing that belongs to us. You are the church of the firstborn. And so the second thing we need to understand today is how to receive the double portion blessing. In the uh, story of the feeding of the 5,000, in fact, that was actually more, they say, more between 25 to 35,000 because it was 5,000 men. They had very large families. Theologians believe 25 to 35,000 people were fed in that miracle. But Jesus was teaching the disciples a powerful principle about the double portion blessing right there. Because in Matthew chapter 14, it says in verse 14, when Jesus went out and saw the great multitude, he was moved with compassion for them and, uh, and, and, and healed the sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him 
I saw the need, you see. Uh, this is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. And send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy for themselves some food. But Jesus said a, a, a very interesting statement. He says, but he said, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Now that just like, he put it back on the disciples. You need to take responsibility. And he was actually teaching us the lesson of the firstborn right there. And what they did, they actually looked around and they found five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them to me. And then what Jesus did, he, he took them, he, he blessed them, he broke them and he gave them away in a miracle of multiplication, began to flow and everyone was fed to the point, the Bible says there was 12 basketfuls of leftovers, one basketful for each disciple. Isn't that interesting? However, we see there with 25 to 35,000 people, there was that miracle of multiplication. The disciples saw the need, but then Jesus said, well, you need to do something about that need. He put the responsibility back on them. And he was teaching them the principle about the blessing of the firstborn. And so what they did, uh, they saw that incredible miracle. And so the, mir the, the lesson is, is that as Jesus taught his disciples to take responsibility for the people in needs, we also, as the firstborn sons of God, if we're going to see miracles of multiplication and the double portion blessing in us, we can start to take responsibility for the needs around us. So many times we'll go to the pastor, oh, there's a need over here, or someone needs to do something about this. But actually, when we're actually alerted to a need, God is getting our attention. There's something you can do about it, just as Jesus said to his disciples. And that's the reason, because God wants to uh, do something through you and in you as you take responsibility and become an answer and embrace the double portion blessing. And so Jesus modeled that for us. He took responsibility for the needs of all of humanity. And as a result, uh, salvation is for all of us. And the double portion blessing wants to come upon you and the spirit. But first of all, the spirit of the firstborn must be within you. And so the firstborn takes responsibility for the family. And that's the reason of the double portion blessing. And Jesus exposes why so many people don't take that double portion blessing uh, of the firstborn with them. And because he talks about the, the Pharisees, he said, beware of the Pharisees because they devour widows' houses. And he goes on and talks about they make pretense with long prayers. And so what was actually motivating the Pharisees was selfishness. You see, that was the doctrine of the Pharisees. People didn't, they weren't cared about the other people's needs. It was more about them, their pride, their position, their prominence, uh, but and what they could get from people, not what they could give to people. And so we see Jesus was filled with compassion, but the Pharisees were actually filled with greed. And the church that walks in the spirit of the firstborn, caring about the lost, hurting, lonely people, the disadvantaged, taking care of other people beyond ourselves, you know, and, and out of a sense of compassion and care and, and comfort to our community. Because Jesus walked in the spirit of the firstborn, of taking responsibility for others, uh, and as a result, motivated by compassion, that the double portion blessing and the anointing that was on Jesus is accompanying signs, wonders, and miracles. And so today, there's something needs to change in us. And that's the third thing. What needs to change in us? 
in order that we can actually walk in the spirit of the firstborn. The first thing is we need to make a decision that I'm not going to live for myself. I'm going to learn to live for others. You know, live for the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of self. In fact, Jesus said very clearly, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He said, seek first the kingdom. What things will be added unto you? Well, he actually, in the whole context, it talks about food and clothing and homes and provision and protection. The things that people who don't know God eagerly seek after, but he said, no, no, you, walk, you seek first the kingdom, all these things will, will, be, will be provided. I'll take care because uh, the things that keep people awake at night, tonight or today, you can just find the double portion blessing. It will begin to flow uh, to you and through you. Uh, and you'll experience the favor of God and men as you take responsibility for others. You take responsibility for the kingdom of God, for people around us. And it's amazing. And uh, it's life changing, the double portion blessing. And this is how it works. You see, the disciples, they just brought the five fish and two loaves to Jesus. And it says there in Matthew 14, it says he blessed and broke them and gave them the loaves to his disciples. And the disciples gave them to the multitudes. They saw the miracle happen through their hands as they distributed them. And they all ate and were filled. And they took 12 basketfuls uh, full of fragments that remained. Most people don't give because they feel they do not have enough for themselves. And when you think about it, just five loaves and uh, five fish and two loaves amongst 30 men, was that enough for a very small stack, snack? But they brought what they had. And in you know this global uh, season of famine that we're seeing right now, the temptation is to withhold and withdraw and keep what you have for yourself. Hold it close to you. And people stop giving and serving and sowing. And but again, the Bible is filled with amazing principles. It talks about. Isaac in Genesis 20, uh, 26, it says, in the times of famine, he sowed in the time of famine and he reaped, the Bible says, 100 fold. The Lord blessed him, it says, and caused him to prosper and continued prospering. He became very prosperous. You know what that was? That was the, the right, the double blessing of the firstborn flowed to him and through him. And God desires his people to prosper in lean times because our economic wealth and system is not tied to this world that's actually tied to the kingdom of God. And Jesus said to the disciples, you feed them, take responsibility for it. And they actually sowed what they had. And so that's the first thing. Understand, take responsibility for others. And, uh, and as you do, you might think, well, it's overwhelming. The need is so great that God wants to do miracles to you, through you, and in you as we take responsibility beyond ourselves. But then give what you have to Jesus because they brought what they had, the five fish, two loaves. And as we come and you see, all the time I hear people say, oh, God's just, all they hear the church about is, is talking about is God wants more money. Actually, he doesn't want your money. He wants you because when he has you, he has all of you. You know, the New Testament was born or birthed in the spirit of the firstborn. You know, in Acts 2, it says that all the believers, uh, they considered they had all things in common. They sold the possessions and the goods and divided amongst them anyone that had need. And as a result, the church was added daily those who were being saved. What they did, they took responsibility for the needs around them. 
beyond themselves and it tells us, it shows us that signs, wonders and miracles and salvations flow. Why? Because they demonstrated the principle of living beyond themselves, taking responsibility for the kingdom of God. And, you know, then as they did, they brought that. Jesus blessed it, broke it and uh, he, they gave it away. Miracles began to flow as they brought what they had. And so the double portion blessing begins to flow when we bring it to God. But in order to do that, Jesus blessed it and he broke it. There has to be some things broken over our lives in order for his blessing to flow. And the spirit of selfishness and lack and poverty and fear. And can I say, frankly, the love of money you know, the Bible says money isn't the root of all evil. The love of it is. But when you learn to be generous and something breaks over your life, it releases a double portion blessing. My struggle when I was a brand new Christian was with tithing. When I heard about giving 10% to God, I pushed back big time because the love of money ruled my life. But there's a promise that God says in Malachi 3. He says, bring the tithes into the storehouse Prove me, he says in this, and I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. What's he talking about? He's talking about the double portion blessing, the right of the firstborn. And I had an addiction to the love of money that had to break over my life. And as I learned to trust God and brought my ties to God, something broke over my life and we saw miracles of God's provision and blessing. Uh, in that early season in our life, we, we bought a home without any money. We went to look this home, this beautiful home and this, this old widow, she wanted us to have the home. We said, look, we don't have the deposit. She said, I'll loan you the deposit. I want you to have a house. And consequently, we got into a house without money. God's blessing flowed. And that we've seen that go right through our life and our ministry uh, because we understand about the double portion blessing flowing into our life. And so today, I want to encourage you in your faith as you start to realize that you are a child of God, the double portion blessing belongs to you. Give all that you are. Take responsibility of the kingdom of God around you. Bring what you have to Jesus and allow, allow him to break it, allow him to bless it. And I want to encourage you that miracles of God's provision is going to flow to you and throw, through you. And in this time of economic crisis and recession, you're going to see the church of the living God, the right of the firstborn. We're going to see just the blessing, the favor of God rest upon your lives in an amazing de demonstration of the goodness of God. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray every man, woman and child listening to this message today that a spirit of faith will rise within us that will step out, Lord, today. And as we just give all that we have, as we take responsibility for the kingdom of God, Father, as we allow things to break over our lives, allow a spirit of generosity, I pray, just which is opposite to the spirit of this world, let it flow through us. And may we see the, the, the blessing, the right of the firstborn, be proven in our lives and experience in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. You have a great day. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.